What's good, fam? This is Pastor G. And the other day I was watching an episode of a series that you may be familiar with called Power Book 2. And without getting too much into the background story, I watched a conversation that was taking place between the Queen Pin, the crime family's matriarch named Monet, and she's played by Mary J. Blige. And she's telling her old thugged out son, Kane, to find out what a third character's weakness is. See, Monet understood that if she could identify Tariq's weakness, then that could be used to exploit and somehow eventually weaken him. Identifying somebody's weakness is an age-old strategy, and it's used to derail and to destroy. In Greek mythology, for example, Achilles had his heel. He was uh, unstoppable, but if you got that poison to his heel, then you could take him out. In comic books, you got Superman, and it was kryptonite. And for you, what is it? What is your kryptonite? What is your heel? What is your weakness? We all got one. That thing, that weakness, that thing, that if we're not careful, it'll destroy us. Well, in 2 Samuel, we see that David has come across his weakness. So stay tuned as we talk about that thing coming up next on The Trifling Ones. So let's take a look at 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 2. And it says, One evening David got up from his bed and walked around on the roof of the palace. From the roof, he saw a woman bathing. The woman was very beautiful. Three quick things, Trifling One's family. The first of those is we must be aware of our weaknesses. We must be aware of our weaknesses. In this text, David's hanging out at the crib while his soldiers are out at war. He's walking on the roof, looks over and sees a dime piece bathing. So now for David, the guy who's credited with being Israel's greatest king, the one who had already defeated the giant Goliath, the one who's credited with writing poems and love songs in Psalms. Yeah, the one who was called a man after God's own heart has come up against that thing. You know, that thing that's our weakness for you. That thing may be a beautiful com complexion, a, a lovely smile, a particular hairstyle, a nicely dressed figure, well pedicured feet. That may be your thing. For others, it may be those broad shoulders, that perfect beard, that six foot three frame and abs for days. Still, for others, it may be the almighty dollar. You'll do anything to accumulate more. You'll date whomever. Do whatever if it means that there'll be a come up for you. Then for yet others, it may be Amazon or the mall or some other place to spend that money. Some of us, that thing is spending money. 
For others, that thing is putting on for social media. You got to get those likes, the comments and the shares. We've all been there, maybe not with the same temptations, but we've all found ourselves in places or in situations that was directly related to our weakness. I don't know. Maybe we took matters into our own hands and didn't trust God. That thing would be doubt. Or maybe we struggle with anxiety because we don't trust this plan for us. Or how about procrastination? Anybody out there ever let anything stop us from accomplishing what we know needs to be done? It's okay that I didn't mention what you're dealing with. It's okay that I didn't talk about your thing. But don't think for a second that because I didn't talk about what your thing is, that you don't have one. Because if you think that, then you're trifling for real, for real. But long before David invited Bathsheba to the palace, he could have conducted something that I like to call a weakness analysis. See, we got to be keenly aware of our weakness. Think about what you think that thing is. What is it that you struggle with? What is it you know you have no business fooling with? And so we must be aware of our weakness. But then we must avoid any waywardness. We must avoid any waywardness. See, when we just go through life knowing that we're at risk from a particular challenge or thing, without being intentional in avoiding the risk, then we end up just like David did. See, when David invited this fine woman over, that then led to him sleeping with another man's wife. It then led to him impregnating her. Then it led to him deciding that he was going to kill her husband. Then it led to the suffering and the death of the child that came out of that. And then that led to having drama in his family for years to come. The thing never tells you how jacked up life is going to get or is finna get. All it does is tell you just how nice things feel at the time. We've got to be intentional in dealing with this. If you don't have to make intentional decisions about that thing, then it ain't your thing. It ain't your weakness. When we look at the biblical example David saw Bathsheba bathing and he could have walked his trifling self back into the house, but he didn't. David then asked about her and found out that she was not only the daughter of Eliam, but also the wife of Uriah. At that point, he could have said, oh, she's somebody's wife. Nah, we're not going to go there. But he didn't. When David called the messengers to come to him so that he could go send them to go get Bathsheba. Before they even arrived, he could have thought about that thing and felt some shame and said, you know what? I provide leadership for these folks. And if I do this, this could just disappoint them. And so by the time his messengers got there, he could have said, yeah, never mind, y'all. Just go ahead and do what you were going to do. You know, sometimes when we have the time to walk on the roof like David did or step out on the balcony or have time alone online. 
you know, the stuff that can be considered idle time. We become susceptible to waywardness. We may look at someone's profile picture just a little bit too long. We may reach out to someone we haven't spoken to in a while. We may hear a song that reminds us of a time. Yeah, so remember that we must be aware of our weaknesses, but we must also avoid waywardness. And then our final point is this. We must amplify our watchfulness. We must amplify our watchfulness. So just like Monet was looking for Tariq's weakness in power, part two, ghost, Trust that you have an enemy who is well aware of what your thing is. Trust that temptation is waiting for you and waiting for an opportunity to just simply pop up. Tariq from Ghost knew that he was under constant threat and kept his head on a swivel. He was watchful. When you see that thing, intentionally turn your eyes elsewhere. When you smell that smell, turn away. When that call starts to come through, put the phone down or block the number. When you're about to text that person, call your grandmother or somebody else instead. When you're about to do that online shopping, pick up a book. When you come face to face with it, pray. Find something else to do rather than be involved with that thing. Expect that your weakness, your temptation is going to come. Ain't no doubts about that. So plan now. What is my exit strategy? With the thing that I've thought about and I've said, you know what? Yeah, this is a weakness for me. What am I going to do when faced with the temptation? How am I going to prepare for it? Well, the time is now to seek him. Just as Paul did in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 10. Because Paul prayed for God to remove a thorn in his flesh. We don't know what it was, but we know that God didn't remove it. But God did say that his grace is sufficient. Meaning that whatever that thing is, God's going to cover us. God's got us. And he's going to give us exactly what we need to deal with whatever our struggle may be. And so there's a lesson to be learned from Paul. And that lesson is that it's time that we do the same exact thing. Focus on and pray about that thing. So that in return, God can either remove it or God can tell us. I'm not going to take that thing away, bruh. I'm not going to take that thing away, sis. But my grace is sufficient. Heavenly Father, we come before you now giving you thanks for all things. We thank you for helping us to realize, acknowledge, and look face to face at that thing. That weakness, that temptation, the thing that so easily besets us. We're praying right now that you would allow us to hone in on it. We're praying right now that you would not only allow us to acknowledge and be aware of our weakness, but that we would also avoid waywardness. When confronted, give us the wisdom and the strength and the courage to turn away, to look away, to avoid. 
But also help us, Heavenly Father, to be mindful that there are attacks everywhere. Something trying to get us to get off stride and to keep us from living in a way that allows us to get every last one of your blessings. Walk us through this so that our discernment is on swole, so that our mindset is squarely focused on you. Finally, Lord, we know that we've made some bad decisions and we've made mistakes. We're sorry. Wipe us clean, Heavenly Father. Forgive us and send us back out into this cold, cruel world so that we once again can be about your business. All these things we ask in Jesus Christ's name. And all of the trifling ones said, Amen. Thank you.